This is a podcast from 3RRR 102.7 FM in Melbourne. Truly independent community radio. Oh, yeah. Mm-mm. You know it. Uh-huh. Oh, come on, we should, we should just cut that out yeah. right now. Just cut that out. Good day for it, though. What? What a, just, what a radio just, show. Just a bit of grooving. Yeah, it's come a cracker jack day out there. Hey, yeah. It's, um, welcome, mm. first of all, to, uh, well, you might not have left, and why would you? Uh, it's great to have you here on 3 Triple It's the afternoon. Yes. On the trip, uh, the, uh, the bastion of, uh, of uh, radio entertainment. Yes. And we're going to do it. And it is. It's it's mm. autumn. It's that glorious, glorious part of the year. I'm even going to say late autumn because you, you, you picked it when we were driving in. We drove in together today. We did. Together. Nice. Driving. We were singing a song together. But you were looking at the leaves going, oh, oh. that's kind of the end of it. It's getting towards the end. It is getting towards the end. Mm. And um, isn't it um, what a metaphor mm. almost autumn is for our own lives? In a oh, really? way, which uh, makes things poignant. Yes. Sorry, didn't woo. Hey, where did that come from? Unexpectedly transcendental. Yeah, well, you know, you've got to have a little bit. And then we'll go to the banal, you know, we'll start... Yeah, we'll start to wrap we'll food. Or we'll start hitting each other with, <laughs> with stuff. Punch and Judy will come. There will be dick jokes, don't worry. Yeah. Um, but autumn, mm. this time of year, there is this glorious stillness. Yes, it's so calm, isn't it? It's it's glorious. If you look on the bay, if you mm. look out on the water, it's glassy and smooth, mm. and uh, and the mushrooms are coming out of the ground. Yes, you uh, had some this week. I saw uh, a couple of little photos that you'd put up there on your social network of choice. I did indeed. A very uh, you, you know me. I'm a very I hardly ever post. Yeah, it's true. You're you're more of a lurker. A what? A lurker. A lurker. FB Lurker, yeah. that's, that's me. But uh, yeah, I did, uh, because mm. I was uh, at Macedon with, uh, uh, with very close friends. Mm. And um, I did the right thing, first of all. If you, if you ever do go mushrooming, just mm. so you know, bring a knife. Right. Slice, don't rip up, because um, you want to come back again the next year yeah. and, and do it. Um, but yeah, got a whole bunch of pineys, and yes. it was just glorious. Glorious, glorious. And yeah, it is this beautiful time of the year. So, welcome. Hmm. And uh, what have we got on the show today? That's a good question. I'm glad you asked me this. Mm. Uh, first of all, uh, Jesse Gurner. He's been to the opera. Really? Yes. Yes, there he is. He's uh, more culture than a penicillin factory, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he's uh, He's been to the opera. Yes. Uh, he's going to tell us a little bit about that. But because this is a food show, he's going to digress pretty quickly and... Uh, and we'll talk about a place called Nomada. What is it? Nomada. 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 Sure. Mm, si. Uh, which is uh, Spanish for nomad. And um, But also we've got something happening with uh, a grand old lady with a new dress. Mm-hmm. The Palais. Ah, yes. Yeah, the Palais. She uh, does have a new dress. It's a very nice looking dress. Good looking dress. They've love, done a good love job the on that restoration. Um, and uh, Dining with Heart, Sacred Heart Mission, yes. will be doing a dinner there. This is the one where you get to eat on the stage, isn't it? Yeah, where you, the, the tables are turned, Matt. Yes. See what we did there? It's we turned staring, the tables. Yeah, yeah, normally you sit in the audience looking up to the stage. No, yes. This gives you a chance to be on the stage and look out at this new gloriously renovated uh, 
fabulous space. Yes. So, uh, yeah, Jesse Gurner comes in. You know, and sometimes we talk about uh, um, the mountain... That's what's doing that noise. Oh, that noise. I just found out what that is. Sorry about that. It's the folks. rattle of your mic stand there. Oh, yeah, on my clipboard. It was just oh, doing that. So sorry. Right. My fault. Mia culpa. <laughs> sorry, folks. You can tell people if they've turned off, just tell them they can turn back yeah. on again. Muhammad coming to the mountain. Yes. And sometimes the mountain comes to Muhammad. Yes. We have made history today, ladies and gentlemen. History <laughs> has been made because for years and years... I would go to the Victoria Market and yes. I would speak to my man. Yes. My man John. Yes. My man John would be telling me about picking the eyes out of the market, giving good advice. Yes. As we walked up and down those aisles. And sometimes he would even give me some holy water in my coffee, <laughs> which was a good thing. But he is in the green room. Yes. He's here. I think uh, this, is, this is my 20th year of doing the show. Yeah. And in that entire time, John's been on for the whole 20 years and yeah. he's, he's not once. Not once said not foot. Once, not once said. I'm about to say not once been invited. Maybe that's probably the better way of putting well, it. Well, it's impossible. Maybe he would have come in back in like 1998 had we offered. Hey, he's in business. You know, <laughs> yes. what's he going to do? He's going to say, hey, we're going to just close this. Mm. I'm going to disappoint people. They're not going to be able to get the tomatoes. No, you don't want that. Anyway, he's here. We're going to have a chat to him. Yes. And then also, I just thought it might be interesting. We're going to have uh, a reprise mm. of a guest. Right. A reprise. Mm. Um, Sharon Flynn from yes. the Fermentary. Um, wrote a really, really good cook uh, cookbook. Well, um, oh, it's a book about fermentation mm-hmm. with recipes. But I was just thinking, I've been under the weather. You have been. You've been a bit... Uh, the lurgy's got you down this week. The lurgy's got me down. How are you feeling out there, folks? How are you going? Are Changing you lurgy-free? Yes. Surviving? Um, well, I hope you are. Um, if you're not, mm. and uh, if by chance, per chance even, uh, you've had to uh, resort to antibiotics... Mm. Well, that has ramifications for your your internal flora. Right. Oh. Mm. So I thought maybe it might be an idea to just quickly touch base with Sharon at the end of the show. Yes. And just say, okay, so you've had antibiotics. What should we do now? Mm. So that's um, that's pretty much it. Mm. 1208 on 3 triple R FM. A um, couple of things I want to mention very, very quickly. First of all, um, big ups to St. Bernardine of Siena. Is that the, that that's today's St. Bernardine's Day? That's St. Bernardine's Day today. All right. Patron of advertisers. Really? Uh-huh. Advertisers. So as you might be writing the copy for that sugar water <laughs> that you're selling, yes. you might want to say a little prayer to uh, St. Bernardine if it's uh, if the idea is right. uh, not coming to you. Um, now, I wanted to first of all say big ups. Yes. Uh, time out. Pub Awards were happening earlier right, this yes. week. Um, and one place that we often frequent, it got a gong. Did indeed. The Carlton Hotel, the Lincoln, was named the Pub of the Year, uh, which apparently was held at the Foresters Bar and Dining. But uh, we, what, dig, we dig the Lincoln. What do you like about it? Oh, it's just, it's, you know what, actually, the, the really nice <laughs> thing about the Lincoln, and we're talking, it's uh, just on, was it Cardigan Street? There, mm-hmm. Just near RMIT. Yep. Um, the front bar looks the same way I think it would have for the last 80 odd years. Yeah. It looks good. It's a good sort of heritage kind of, and they uh, have good beers on tap. They have which good is, beers on tap. Um, but then the kitchen mm. uh, provides the most magnificent food. It was one of the, the first sort of, I hate to use the term. You're going to use a I'm GP. Say, uh, the gastro pub. Gastro yeah, pub. Hey, was, uh, into the, into the jar. Arguably one of the first in Melbourne, mm. um, and continues to this day. It's good. Good on them. Um, if, you, if you haven't been there, 
um, you should, because mm. it is uh, rather, rather good. Um, oh, I was going to mention something about the seed bank in Norway, but... You were going to print it out. Print, well, no, I, I've, got it. I've got... Well, no, yeah. the, the, look, here I was <laughs> yes. doing a thing on, on global warming and probably, you know, using scant resources yes. and things like that, and I was going to print it out over there in the green room. Yeah, the irony of printing something that you're going to read for yeah. 30 seconds. And, and, and it said it was going to take six pages yeah. of printing. Oh, Have you ever done that? Yeah. yeah. And so, anyway, basically what's happened is... The Arctic stronghold of, um, of, of um, well, our seeds. Yes. Um, yeah, the big seed bank over there. And the Norwegians are pretty cool when it comes to thinking about the future. Yes, and in most other respects as well. Some of the leading education like systems in the world. Resources boom. How do we use the money? Maybe we should save some of it. All of those than, good, anyway, that's good questions that we got wrong, yeah. Yeah, that we kind of screwed up. Um, but they have, the, what's it called? The Svalbard Doomsday Seed Vault. The Doomsday Seed Vault. I didn't realise it was called something that cool. Yeah, mm. it was, and it was built to protect uh, millions of food crops. I think we've got about 117,000 varieties of seeds that Australia has sent there. Yeah, right. Flooded oh. because of meltwater, because the world is warming up. Mm. But the seeds, are they Okay. Just, just, yeah, just, just flooded around the Doomsday nah, Seed Vault? It was, was like, it? It, like the water sloshed around the hallway yeah. type thing, but the bedrooms were okay. Yes. If we were going to use the house yeah, analogy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, I don't know. We could go on a big thing like that, but it just kind of gets depressing. Um, Matt, I sort of look to you at 2, uh, mm. 12, 11, 20 and say, what's that in your mouth? What's that in your mouth? What's that in your mouth? You, um, We've both had some good things in our mouth recently. We have had some awesome things. Do you want to start? It's, it's more of a beverage-flavoured... Well, what's that in your mouth today? I w- I'll start by saying I had a big th- uh, mess of mushrooms. Yes. Cooked tempura last night. And I said to you, that sounds like a hassle. And you said, no, actually, it's not. Matt. No, actually, it's not. One to one to one. Right. One cup of flour. Yes. One egg. Yes. One cup of very cold water. Yes. Mix scantily. <laughs> in a scant fashion. Yes. Right. I don't know why I'm turning into Sean Connery. But <laughs> if Sean Connery was going to be making tempura... He'd stop that. Um, uh, that. This is what he'd do. Mm. But what I wanted to talk about what was in my mouth yes. is a wine. Mm. But you wanted to talk about a, um, a, a very, a, very lovely porter experience. A beer. So yesterday, as we so often do, when you go shopping in the city for bits and bobs, sometimes, Cam, you just need a little drinky to get through it. I'm- you just need a, just a little social, just a glass of something yes. just to try and avoid the crowd. So And be sociable. As we so often do, we ended up at uh, Kirk's, which is Ian Curley's little bar there on Hardware Lane. Oh, homage to France, you could say. Yes, underneath the French Saloon, there's a little little pub sort of bar next to the cafe. Now it's all very well and good. But I ordered a, um, it was a Bridge Road beer. It's actually called Robust Porter. Robust Porter. So it's not the guy who brings your suitcases up to you. No. No, it's the it's the beer type. But um, he was looking for a tip. This I've just actually had a look at the tasting notes. It's they say it's uh, chocker and mocklet and uh, mocha and licorice, but what I got out of it? That's good. Coffee. Coffee. And it it was and I know that sounds odd that a beer shouldn't taste like coffee, mm. but it worked. It was really good. It's all in the toasting of those grains. It is. So <laughs> when the when the weather's cold like it is now. Uh, Bridge Road doing an awful uh, amount of excellent beers, but um, yeah, check out their porter. It's really good. All right, and uh, what I want to talk about is the fact that I had a roast chicken the other day, which was um, can just be a sublime experience. Mm. Simple, simple pleasure. Mm. Beautiful potatoes that had been, you know, 
you know when you do the potatoes, you boil them up first. Yeah, yeah. You get them all fluffy. Then you get them all fluffy. And then, and then you then cover you, them. Then with... you cook them really hard yeah. in, in fat so they go really, really crispy with mm. a good chook. And I made a stuffing for this chicken. Too. Right. Jeez, you went all out. The whole thing. Yeah. Uh, the fin herb, we could say. <laughs> well, herbs I found from the garden. Yes. Bit of tarragon. Awesome. Big ups mm. to breasts. Breast the winemakers. Breast the winemakers with a cock on the. Uh, it's a it's a very handsome cock. It is indeed black and white. Yes, um, a Carl, uh, Collingwood cock. Yes, you could say. Uh, but this was a Pinot Noir from uh, where was it? Yarra Valley Macedon. Mm-hmm. And you know, normally when you have um, a Pinot and you sort of read on the back of it, it says you know of strawberries and stuff, you go mm. oh, whatever, whatever. But my God, this was like. The most delicious punnet of strawberries you've ever had. The these strawberry aromas oh. and the flavour of of strawberries with the wine with the with the chicken breasts. Oh my god! Wine. So um, can we just collectively just go? Bloody hell! Bravo, producers! All right, twelve fourteen. We probably should get a move on. Yeah. Um, it is eat it. You're in autumn. Um, we're delighted to have you with us. Mm. Where are you? What are you doing on this day? Um, hope you're having a fabulous day. Maybe you're out getting some mushrooms. But we're going to be having a chat to a man who uh, is going to be appearing at... Uh, where's he going to be appearing? At the Palais. Yes. For Dining with Heart. He's opening up a new place. He's uh, He's been to the opera. He's looking pretty smug. Jesse Gurner will be on after this. Yes, twelve sixteen here on three triple R FM. The coffee is good, mm. and uh, and if you go to Green Park up the road, I hear the coffee is pretty good too. A very very good afternoon, Jesse Gurner, man about town. Hello, Cam Smith. How are you going there? I said facetiously, more culture than a penicillin factory <laughs> <laughs> or a that, cheese factory. That was, that was a Barry Humphreys line, not my own. Can't can't say it was mine. <laughs> um, but uh, before we do get started, uh, Carmen, uh, did it? Do you like my black skivvy? Can I do? And the, I, I, I thought the beret right. was a little bit much. Yeah, thanks, mate. Um, <clears throat> as far as smoking goulas in the studio, you know you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> or oh, is it a jeton? It's a jeton. A jeton. Um, <clears throat> oh, look. And my, and my Renault is double parked. Yes, yeah. sorry. <laughs> I just parked it on the tram line. Oh, I did too. Um, <clears throat> yeah, look, Carmen was um, a lot of fun last night, actually. It was. Have you been to my chapter before? No. No, never mind. I didn't fall asleep, which That's is good. Uh, which is good. Was there um, a fat lady singing? Usually that's the punctuation <laughs> point. That's all I really know about opera. I don't know. I wouldn't say to more big boned. Big you know, boned. Person singing, possibly. Yes. Um, <clears throat> the, it was, it was a lot of fun. The, the sort of, what well, do you call them? That's the big one. That's the one. But there was drug dealing. There was murder. Really? There was breakdancing. So it's contemporaneous. Yes. It was. Is that a word? No. No, that'll work. Good. I'm happy. It works. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Look, the it was a very colourful clothing journey. Journey. Yeah, it was, it was the journey. It was a. It was a journey. We've had a reality TV star inside. Anyway, that's enough yes, of that. Let's anyway, move on. Moving on. Um, first of all, let's give you a free kick first before we go on to <coughs> uh, to what's happening on at the Palais and uh, the fact that 
well, we Sacred can come Heart. and visit this great old place, the Palais, and also um, help out Sacred Heart. But you have just opened up a new place. I Another have. Another one. I mean, what is it with you? I don't know. I think I've got When do you have issue. time to go to the opera? I mean, you just... <clears throat> Last night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, look, I've opened a great little place with, um, with a bunch of really nice people. We've got Jesse McTavish. Um, Jesse McTavish. Me, yeah, help That's me out from name. Kettle Black and Top Paddock. Was mm-hmm. his, were his, his last gigs, but it's, it's a place called Nomada. I've got to say Nomada about seven times, apparently. Nomada. Um, <clears throat> but um, Nomada. It's, it's where Hammer and Tong used to be, so it's on Westgarth Street in North in oh, yeah. in Fitzroy. Okay. Yeah. Um, Good location. Yeah, it's a great little spot. So, um, what are yeah, you doing there? It's a it's a no- tapas breakfast. Well, it's a modern tapas bar that's mm. open. For breakfast and lunch at the moment. It will be open for nights shortly. Um, Once you can find the staff to work yeah, these these insane hours. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah, hey, yeah. How you feel about that? Um, but um, we've also we've taken the whole top building, so we'd love to do a wine bar at the top. It's got a huge little a huge deck above mm. the restaurant. So well, um, what, is, what is a Spanish breakfast? You just sprinkle paprika on things and <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no. Hey, um, no. So what we've what we've what we've done is we've actually tried to put the breakfast together as a tapas format. So you can buy some, you know, lovely house-made bacon that's cooked on our wood grill and then finish with a potato sauce. And you then, just got my attention. Yeah. yeah. Like some, okay. some quail eggs with a bit of cumin and paprika, like just, just boiled, or you, like stuffed peppers with mahon cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it keeps, it's it, like fresh. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, we're doing sort of um, pickled fish. I think it's snapper at the moment. There's um, what is that? That's a Spanish what? Escabish. Yeah, there's one of my favourite dishes at the moment. We're calling the clack egg. So we clack the egg open. I did one actually for Sacred Heart. We cut the top oh, of the egg. Yeah, up, yeah. You know, serve it in the hay. Yeah. Um, but we made this one a little bit more um, dangerous by burning the hay afterwards as well. So really. Uh, <clears throat> so, what do you have to take out all the batteries from the smoke alarms before you yeah, serve these up? Yeah, no, we don't do that, Cam. That's mm. not right. Yeah, um, that wouldn't be right at all. How um, do you? Uh, the one thing I, I've seen—I I know of these eggs you speak of, Jesse, because I've seen them and they're eggs. awesome. Um, hey, but the, the one thing that's amazing about these when you do them is that you must have some sort of special device—a clacker. A clacker. That's what it is. It's a. Uh, <clears throat> That's not an a, egg a, a, the, the nether regions of a chicken we're talking about that you use. <laughs> no. Not a chicken. No, clo- no that's a cloaca. Okay, yeah. Because that's a terrible mental image. Yes. No, okay. we, don't, we don't use a chicken. Yeah. Um, we use, a, it sort of looks like a bell with a, uh, a little handle with a spring on it. Yeah. So you, you put the bell firmly on top of the egg. And you go, Ring. and no, you just bring the little, um, the, the leg up from, from it, which has yes. got a spring, and you let it go, and it goes, and, and cracks it perfectly around the top. Oh, they they are in, they're and, and, and it makes a clacking noise. Oh, so Hence, it's onomatopoetic. Yes. Uh, um, and so, uh, what do you, what do you do these things? So, once you've clacked your clacker, <laughs> well, we do, we're, we're just playing with them every day, basically. Do you, so do you cook them first? Uh, this is my question. No, no, no. So this no is a this is a raw clacked egg. Raw. Okay. Um, it's a raw experience. <laughs> yes. So we um, we take the top off. Yeah. Clean, we clean. We separate the yolk and the white. Yeah. And then you steam. You can either steam or on top of the char- 
char grill, but it would be wood grill with a rack on top. You turn the egg upside down and it sort of cooks whatever's left on the se- in, oh, yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Takes smoke flavours too, well, I, yeah, I would imagine. Which yeah, which makes yeah. it nice and um, flavoursome. Yes. And then, um, look, we've gone with pine mushrooms, like fresh pineys with a little bit of chorizo. Yeah. Um, sort of cooked uh, oh, oh, out. Yeah. With, um, and then we keep some of the chorizo fat and make like a... Um, a reduction of white wine, vinegar, and make a sabion basically the egg yolk, and then keep that warm mm. and over the over the top. Oh my and then God. with a bit of um, well, last summer it's like a, a bit of me gas, just cooked out breadcrumbs with um with a bit more of the fat. How much? Um, I think that's five bucks. Five bucks. Um, <laughs> um so Matt, bargain. You got Matt's attention. Bargain, he was looking bucks. at his phone before, but then. <laughs> Yeah, so... He was drifting off, looking at his phone, and then all of a sudden five bucks and you just had him right back in your hand. Yeah, so you can have heaps of little bites, but like there's a whole range of things for five bucks, then there's the next one's up nine, is nine bucks. And mm. then, you know how we yeah. just did a... Um, I want to talk a little bit about what's happening with um, Dining with Heart and Sacred Heart. Yeah, let's do But that. we just did a something that was kind of cool. Oh, what's the address again? Hammer and Tongs. Uh, it's the rear of, so it's 412A Brunswick Street. 412A. 412, mm. eh? Yeah, hey, mate. No matter. Hey, mate. But um, we just did a, um, a, a segment, and maybe Matt can I, and I can look at each other and go, Matt, what's what that in your, your mouth? mouth? <laughs> um, have you had any interesting taste experiences lately? Nice work, too, there, by that the way. Was, that was amazing. Yeah, yeah. 20, um, 20 years of radio, you get this good. We're a good team, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Look, I had a Maricote last night before I went. I was, that was the start of my culturing. That's um, that's one of the great places of Melbourne, is it not? Oh, it's amazing, yeah. Yeah. It's around the corner from my house and it's... Um, oh, so stumbling distance. Stumbling distance, yes. yeah. And so we we attacked the cheese trolley at the end, which is... Um, <laughs> Which is uh, <laughs> which, which is always one of my favourites going there. But um, mm. and the best thing was, well, we had the duck parfait with I think it was a PX jelly, but it was stuffed inside like a a little shoe pastry, which was um a little like little bite, a little of, 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 that, expl- that exploded. Oh, it was delicious. Wow, yeah. and tortellini with prawns and bisque, which was just oh. next level. Sure was. What did you drink? Heaps of champagne, oh, so. <laughs> and uh, and oh, some Chardonnay, and um, and then we had this cheese that was amazing. At the end, it was a brie washed in Calvados from the states. I think it was from Brooklyn. Um, that sounds filthy. It was like brie really washed funky. in Calvados. Oh my god! So yeah, so washed rind brie, sort of. Oh. Yeah, it's that's it's just a thing they do. But uh, the flavors were just like wow, off you the know, chain, just bouncing from. You know, you start off flavours and then sort of these nutty kind of things coming through, mm. Calvados and, yeah, it was it was a strong cheese, but you've got to go and try it there. It was delicious. It kind of worked. And, um, yeah, America is uh, just a great gem of uh, Melbourne gastronomy, would you? I agree with that. Agree with that one? And great people. Yes. Amazing people. Um, looking forward to um, the 30th of May. Yes, that is um, Dine With Heart. It is indeed. We're in the middle of the Dine With Heart month. Um, yes. And the reason is we don't really talk about that much charities in in the place. Cause it, anyway, one charity I do want to talk about because uh, I kind of believe in and just in the very, very fact that they do practical things because... 
there are people that are less fortunate than you and I. Yeah. And uh, you need a square meal. And one of the great things that Sacred Heart does is that they feed at-risk people. Every day. For four bucks a person per day, three, six, five days a year. But they, the numbers they do there, Cam, have you seen it? It's, it's ridiculous. Huge. Yeah, it's redonkulous. And they've yeah. got um, a great kitchen and they scrounge around. And one of the ways that they make Big money. Big and steel, basically, to mm. make that happen. And depend on the kindness of others. And um, and hopefully maybe what we can do is to uh, uh, to tweak that amongst you people out there and the fact that on the 30th, as mentioned before, the Dining with Heart dinner is there. You're going to be part of that, are you not? I am. What, there, are, you, there's you, what a are you cooking? Are you clonking eggs? I'm not clonking any <laughs> eggs. Okay. I, no I, eggs I shall be clonked. Uh, oh, clacked. Clacked. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I um, thought that was in past tense. Um, but I am... I'm curing, a, curing an egg yolk that I'll be grating over like a spice. Why, was it sick? Yeah. Sorry, Paul Harris just <laughs> oh. came into me then. That was terrible. Yeah, okay, boom. Um, yeah, so, no, I was, we're, I'm doing a, a tartare on a crisp, um, quite a spice tartare with, I think you had it, when, you remember we did the little launchy um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> thing, but, um, yeah, so then... Utterly uh, delicious. Yeah, a salt and sugar cured and and spice uh, cured egg yolk that you dry out and grate with a microplane. Oh, that's right, yes, over yes. Over the top. With with sort of a little bit of um, bread and butter pickle, basically, um, and, you know, all the good bits in the tartare, so capers and shallots and a fair bit of hot sauce. Mm. And, um, and and I'm using this great tri-tip at the moment, the Rangers Valley tri-tip. So oh, okay, there's a, there'll be people who'll be imagining the tip of a spear. Uh, the, <laughs> what, what's a tri-tip? It's uh, no, no. It's a cut of meat, Cam. It's definitely not a, a spear. It's not a spear. It's part of the rump. It is part of the rump. It's part it? of the the uh, the constituent parts of the rump. I think there's five of them. If I'm uh, anyway, there's there's more than one. There's it's a great it's a great piece of meat to oh, okay. to cook as well on the grill. Mm. We're we're getting the roll up, but um, yep. <clears throat> but yeah, look, it, it comes out lovely as long as you cut it to order. Who the one of the great things about these dinners is that you get to play with um, other like-minded chefs. Many who, people who, who give a, sh- a damn. Yeah, we've got Chris Watson who's just rolled out the new Cutler and Co. He has indeed. Um, He's gone north, doing good has. things. Um, we've got Emma Di Alessandro from Donovan's. Yes. We've got Adam De Silva, obviously, from Tonka and Coda. Some Nicky say he's going to be doing a duck curry. I've seen that duck curry before. Mm, it's, a, it's a tasty one. Yeah. It's delicious. We've got Nikki Rima. We all love Nikki. She's at Bellotta Wine Bar now. Yes. Um, Buddha Lowe. Oh, Buddha. Yeah, yeah from Mateo's. We need to. We spoken to him. We need to get mm-hmm. him on. He's good fun. Yes. Um, we've got Brooke Payne from Apoca and Jared Smith from, I'm going to pronounce this badly, I always do, El Eros. Oh, Eliros. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably not doing it very well either. Um, the point is, and I'll just sort of see if I can drag this up in turbo, is the fact that uh, you can have a chance to be one of the first to come to see the newly refurbished uh, Palais, a work in progress, it must be said. It's not completely finished. Um, but you can also come and support the work that Sacred Heart Mission do. Uh, it's, do you know how much it costs? Couple hungry. Two twenty. Two twenty per person. Thank you, Maddie. But it's going to a good place. It is going to a good place, and it's a fantastic night too. The, they set up the the dining room on the stage there. Yes. <clears throat> you know, not not easy to get onto the stage at the Palais. Uh. Uh-uh. 
Uh, and, um, and you'll notice actually the stove has um, has got a slope to it. But that's another story. We need to move on. Jesse, first of all, thank you for giving a damn oh, and uh, and being a part of that night and supporting Sacred Heart. Uh, we look forward to coming and having some clacked eggs, clacked eggs, uh, <laughs> as well as the bacon. Um, yeah, please. At, at Nomada. There's many more things than that on the, on the menu at Nomada. And look forward to seeing what happens upstairs. We're going to be uh, having a chat to John. Uh, we can music, man? Yeah, we'll do a quick song just uh, just to mark the passing, Chris Cornell. Oh, oh well done. Yeah, I, know, well. I know you've been hearing a lot of Soundgarden, a lot of Audio Slave in the last few days, but uh, for the right reasons. Yep. So shall we just contribute? Um, that'll be our cue, won't it, man? Mm, it will indeed. 12.35 yes. here on 3 RFM. We have been talking to John at the market. You, dear listeners out there, have been hearing this man's voice, usually with a bit of a <laughs> ambience of the market, thanks to uh, to my wonderful recorder, which we, uh, which Matt and I know as Vladimir because Vlad, of yes. the, the, the pop cover he wears on... On his thing. Bit disconcerting for people when I interview him because I'm really just shoving this fluff in their face. But um, John from the market, a very, very good afternoon to you. And you've been uh, the recipient of the fluff in your face, my <laughs> fluff, uh, for bloody hell of a, a few footy seasons. It has been a long time. Oh, there it is. Listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to that, folks. That's that's the sound of John, but as we've never heard him. So, first of all, welcome to 3 Triple R. Thank you. It's good to be here. What do you think of the place? Oh, lovely. It's a beautiful studio. It's mm-hmm. um, lovely to be here, but it's a shame we're not sitting out in that sun because about 20 degrees are out there now. And uh, it's a glorious Melbourne day, but it's good to do things differently for a change. Well, it's good to um, to get these autumn crops. First of all, there's a lot of people that are dying to know what you've been doing, um, where you're at, and what's what's been happening. What, what do you want to tell us, John? Yeah, well, I've been doing a lot of things differently more than anything um, because I stopped work in March and had my first operation and I'm doing really well. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've got nearly 90% um, range in my arm. So this is the shoulders, this is the upper part because it's been, let's face it, you've been loading and emptying trucks and moving bags of pumpkin and stuff and I suppose that's taken its toll, hasn't it? Yeah, some playing sport is to temp in bowl and play squash. Squash. Uh, a lot of squash, yeah. So um, everything added up and uh, took its toll. Yeah. And I tore one of the tendons in the right arm, so he trimmed and sewed that back on and we get in there. And next week we'll go and see about doing the other one. Because uh, like, it's, it's a fair rehabilitation that we're talking about, isn't oh, it? Oh, definitely. Um, yeah. it, it was uh, a lot of work. He said he had to... Um, Pull and trim and sew and oh, uh, oh. clean up the joints. Oh, and I said, well, I'm glad it's you and not me. Yeah, glad I, glad I was asleep at the time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Thank you. But uh, the recovery is coming along quite well. It's something that had to be done. So, Good you know, you. you go with it. Hmm. Um, I, I'm not really missing the market, but missing the market because, you know, it's part of your life, part of your family. This morning I swung past the market first because my mum said, oh, you're driving past the market, get me some eggs. So I And you were in. mobbed, you said. Yeah. You it were. was good. It was good. I, I went to see um, my neighbours, the traders. and um, you saw Robbie? I, yeah, I saw Robbie. Yeah. And I actually stole something from Robbie's store <gasps> for you. What'd you get? Only one chestnut, unfortunately, oh! but it's better than nothing. Oh, look at that. Oh, it's, it's a, a huge chestnut. One. And, so, um, you what know, what, can, do we, what do we look for when we get a chestnut? Well, it, it's hard to say because there's a lot of new varieties 
Traditionally, uh, chestnuts started at Anzac Day, you know, mm. late April. Yeah. But uh, with the new big varieties, which we call Moro, the big brown ones, mm. they start, you know, even March. And um, usually they're big and plump, and, and you do look for the big, plump, shiny ones or the smaller varieties that are nice and firm. You look for shininess, and also when you when you squeeze them, there's no air pockets That's or anything. That's right. Because um, they shrink as they... This year and last year, there have been a lot of problems with them. They've been black inside. Really? Yes, and mouldy. Uh, we actually went to our friend's house for lunch the day before yesterday, mm. and uh, she bought some chestnuts, and uh, she'd bought them the week before. They were spectacular. Mm. And uh, my mum's breaking chestnuts open, and nine out of ten were no good inside. Oh, no. So, you know, what do you say? And she said, oh, you know, I've got people for lunch, and look what happens. Well, unfortunately, these things happen. But I would say that's because there's been a lot of rain. Yes. Um, we went up to Nuji Warrigal about uh, a month ago, and we didn't even bother going looking under the trees because everything was just so wet. Really? And um, Bright's good too. Around Bright, there's yeah, heaps yeah. of chestnuts around there. it's so easy to go to the market or uh, the yeah, local that's... shop and pick them up. That's true. These ones, the big ones were $10, the size of a golf ball circumference. The smaller ones you get for 5 6 bucks. Mm. So easy to deal with, a beautiful um, fruit. Do you, know, do you know once I, I went out with an Italian for a while? And I remember one of the things that it was, I think it was my initiation, you know, just to test out this Skippy and see how he'd react. But, you know, the papa who, you know, when I first came, he said, you want a whiskey? And I went, yeah, I want a whiskey. But we ended up after just gorging ourselves because I peaked too early. I didn't realize there was going to be meats after the pasta. That was my first thing I learned. But he was cooking chestnuts in the barbie. Yes. And he wasn't slitting them. So they just kept blowing up, and I think he was seeing how I was reacting to it. Yeah, we, we unfortunately like to do these things. When we're in the open half at South Melbourne, you know, you get visitors say, yeah, yeah, go and roast your own chestnut, you know. Yeah. Just don't put it right on the edge of the fire. Make sure it's in a little bit. Next minute it's gone, boom. And it's and, like confetti. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's the best thing. So, you know, we, you, you have to... Uh, cut a, a slit into them. Mm. In, in Italian we say crostata, which means to chop to it. put the crust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you don't do that, you have to boil them. So if you boil them, it's okay. But if you put them under the grill or any oven, you definitely, unless you want a white oven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Jesus, funny. Hey, but look, we, we, we digress, and I, I want to just come back to the, the future a little bit and, and talk about, are you coming back? Oh, definitely. Market? I've given um, the store to a manager. He started last week. Uh, he's English an chap, English says. guy. We're not prejudiced. Um, yeah, yeah, and I won't right. call him a pom, but no, 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 no. <laughs> um, he started last week. He, he's put on. He's got to find his feet because I can't go down to the market with him. So mm. he, he's uh, put on a few tomatoes and um, salad mixes and some exotic fruits and things like that. The store looks lovely. What's the most exotic? Uh, he's got these little horny melons. Uh, this side, you, Babagos? Babagos? I'm, I'm not quite sure. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, Tastes like cucumber? Yeah. Yeah, I know those yeah, things. Uh, but they're, they're, they're horny and they're yellow and they look pretty, yeah, but that's yeah, about yeah. as far that's, as it that's goes. That's about it. Um, yeah, yeah, I know those. You know, they're water. It's sort of, a, it's a bit of a, yeah, good on you. Thing. Yeah, well, you've yeah, got to yeah, try good. different well, things. Well, why not? It's, it's, having it's, a go. it's like a pepino. But yes. anyway. Anyway, moving on. So, um... I think that what I'll do is I'll wait till I'm fully recovered. I've said to him that I'll let him try till Christmas, Ooh, and then I'd like Christmas. to come back. Yes. Wow. So okay. then I'd like to come back um, with uh, new ideas and maybe some new lines or just rearrange things and make it look a little bit different. Uh, people keep telling me that's reinventing yourself, but 
Why not? You can't change things too much. Victorians yeah, are very you, staid, but but you can't stay still. Either. No, I mean you, you know, otherwise. Still. So you know, we'll, we'll get back into it, and um, life will go on like it never changed. Mm, well, I, I guess one of the things we're really, really hoping is um, want to see you back there at the market because you're, you're part of it, and uh, but just to be reinvigorated. We've definitely. Know, the, yeah, we'll, we'll feel better. We'll have new ideas, mm. more passion. Not that we've lost the passion, no. but it was good today. I walked through the market and I ran into a lot of my regulars, and um, <laughs> that's why Again, what are you doing we'll on this side? Later. Yeah, uh, that's something I'm, I'm getting used to being a, a consumer rather than than someone providing vegetables for people. And there it is. What have you been consuming? Bit of everything, actually. Um, uh, we've got into a lot more stir fries now that I'm home because um, uh, Franca had gone off the idea and she was doing just a lot of steamed veggies and mm-hmm. the kids, well, they're not kids anymore, but anyway, they were getting sick of it. anymore. Yeah. So, you know, I, I get in there and I say, come on, we'll do a stir fry and we've been using... You cook together in the kitchen? Yeah. How's that a, going? Yeah, well, not very long, mate. Only half an hour, an hour, and then I'm out of there. Oh, yeah. she, Good idea. She doesn't want me around because no. she's still so proud of her kitchen and she, she does things her way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, that, that, I, I that can only get into just, trouble. That so. was just a laugh of, of course she does. That's obvious. Yeah. Italian so, woman, it's yeah. my cucina. Yeah. yeah, so, but I've also I've been doing um, pork ribs different ways, Ooh. and um, yeah, the kids have been loving it, and I've been loving it too, so yeah. it's good, you know, I've been trying different sauces and um, marinades and something that we don't normally do, because mm-hmm. I've always said that we like to cook a little bit simpler, mm-hmm. but just for a little bit of a change, you know, we have to see how other people do things. So, well, you know. isn't it great, though, to to broaden out the repertoire of, of, your, Definitely. of your cuisine? Definitely, we, we're still mindful that we don't overdo things because I've always said, you know, if I eat a steak, I want to taste the steak. If I eat ribs, I don't want to eat chicken salt on top of the ribs. I want to try the ribs, taste the pork. Same with beef ribs as well. Dare I say it? Uh, 12.44 here, 12.45 here on 3 R. One of the, the things I've noticed in, in cooking over the years is that when people first come into cooking, they want to change the world, they want to invent their own dishes, they want to just make things so different. But once you've been doing it for a while, you just want to get a good ingredient and let it sing. Oh, definitely. Um, you don't want to... Overtake the flavour of what mm. you're eating, which is what a lot of people try to do at the start, like you said. You know, mm. it's a great idea to put um, six million herbs and spices on something, but at the end of the day, you've lost your flavours. Mm. And, um, you know, when you get to know what you're doing, it uh, doesn't matter if it's Indian, Italian or Chinese. If you do it right, the original flavours come out. Or even with a stir-fry, you want to have something that's crunchy, something that's flavoursome. When you're eating a bit of carrot in a stir-fry, you want to taste that sweetness. You don't just want to taste oyster sauce or soy sauce or, or whatever. Mm. Pick of the market. Actually, I, I had a look at around, and, and it's amazing. You know, out in the suburbs, we found some beautiful vegetables, but you still can't beat the market. Mm. You know, my uh, neighbour to my right, Stephen, there had green beans, yes. $5 a kilo, machine-picked, but still very, very edible, like we always say. Yeah. But you have to go home and eat them today, tomorrow. Yep. I got my beans off Robert's brother, $14 a kilo. That's a lot of money, but... but. 
two Look weeks later, they can stay in a crisper. They'll come out, they'll go into the stir fry, they'll go steamed, or we'll do the Italian style with a little bit of uh, sauce in them just to break the flavour. Mm. And, um, you know, we looked around um, and I saw the differences of the weather that's made. Uh, that's something I wanted to say as well. You know, we, we've forgotten that Queensland got battered. Uh, all the eastern seaboard got battered with rain and wind and that. And now we're feeling that. Uh, and that's showing up in the capsicums and... Um, what, egg- what other ones? So we're saying capsicums, eggplant? Eggplant. Yeah, eggplant. Um Tomatoes, yeah. tomatoes. I saw Roma tomatoes, which I wouldn't have fed to a pig if I had one for mm. ten dollars a kilo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, things like that. Eggplant had a lot of um, scratches and bruises on it, but still very edible. Mm. Capsicums the same. Didn't look beautiful. They were small, bad shaped, whatever. So you know, you've got to get out there and decide: Am I going to cook it straight away? Do I need it to look beautiful? If I need straight capsicums for a grilling, I'll pay a little bit more. Yeah. If they're just going to be chopped into a salad or fried, you can pay half the price. They don't have to look good. And a good way to get your vitamin C, John. Oh, it definitely. is an absolute pleasure to see you. We need to before you do return. We're going to need to have a chat because. Uh, well, there's a lot of people out there that still need to hear your voice because you're a bit of a reassuring voice for a lot of people, uh, I would say. Would you mm, agree with that, I Matty? I agree. Yes. So, yes, why not? So it's great to see you in the studio. Finally to have you in here. It's been an absolute delight to host you in the studio. Um, may the shoulders become s- strong and uh, you be, be lifting those bags of pumpkin before we know it. Yes, it won't take long. The time just goes so quick. And it's been lovely to come into the studio. I can have a life on a Sunday for a little while, and then we'll get back to routine. Yeah, well, that's it. Well, you can be in prayer and contemplation in church, I suppose. Uh, 12.48 here on 3 Triple R. Matty, I would love to play a song. I don't think we have time, though. Go on. Oh, did you want to play the second song? I do want to play the second song because... Because I do, I think there uh, there is a certain. It seems kind of appropriate mm. um, in the fact that we uh, Matt and I headed in together mm. uh, in the car, and we were we were chatting, and we made sure that we didn't talk about one thing, which was American politics. <laughs> um, and we we sort of looked with horror over the horizon, and uh, sometimes you can have a little bit of indifference to it. And I think maybe this song can sort of sum it up. Would you agree with that? Yeah. We're going to have Sharon Flynn talking about what to do if you've been on the antibiotics after this. At 12.52, the, uh, the minute hands are just flying around that dial, but we just thought it might be a good time to just touch base with Sharon Flynn at the fermentary, who's, uh, who's taken time out from um, a group of people I think you've been teaching. A very, very good afternoon to you, Sharon. Hello, how are you going? Pretty good. Now, um, you're conducting a workshop at the moment as we speak? Yes, I am. Oh, God, you're good to have a chat with us. Ah, uh, thanks. That's all right. What are, what are you teaching him? I love him? chatting to you. We are doing all wild ferments. So we just finished making a big batch of sauerkraut and jarring it up. And we're doing red onions in a brine with a bit of thyme next, which is, you don't need any vinegar or anything. It's just red onions. Red onions and brine and with a bit of thyme. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Sounds a nice like you're a poet and you don't even know it. I know. Two more legs and I'd be a goat. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Oh, oh very good. Boom. Chabang. <laughs> you are on fire. Sorry. So, obviously, because you have uh, such a great flora happening um, in in the tummy, uh, it's one way to keep the, uh, the lurgies at bay. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to do it. I'm sure that there's people that uh, are in the same boat as uh, my good mm. self. 
And I've had to actually resort to the dreaded antibiotics. First time I've taken them, yes. I will say, in about three years. Yeah. Um, but it is like uh, nuking your yeah. stomach flora, is it not? It really is. It's not very specific, so it's going to go in there and, and wipe you out. Really? Of all the bacteria. Yeah. Really? It so, doesn't, yeah. So I mean, they've got specific ones that aim to kill certain things, mm. but in general, you're going to kill all those nice little ones that are just there all the time. So, so um, you know, you do that to take those, and then you need to fix yourself up again, I think. Yeah, well, um, uh, tell me what to do, Doctor. So, um, uh, to, uh, to re... And what we're talking about is, um, if we think of it like a colony... Um, we yes. need to recolonize uh, the gut. Uh, That's right. What, what, what should we be doing? I do think of it as a democracy. You know, there's nothing mm. good or bad as long as there's balance. So you've got to keep the, keep the balance going. I like so it. what happens with antibiotics is they're kind of like fascists and they come in and just take <laughs> over. Yes, jackbooting yeah. through. Mm, and then what happens is when you've got an unbalanced gut bacteria, the strong ones who remain are fascist and they say, I want simple carbohydrates, I want bread and all the shit food. Oh, sorry. Yeah. sorry. Yeah, 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 it's okay. It's okay. Then you'll eat that. You'll feel like eating that. Oh. Whereas if you have a good, healthy gut, it won't crave. You know, the idea is to start craving sour and healthy foods as well. So what you should do is probably try and eat a wide range of fermented food, I think, yes. to replace what's happened after the antibiotics. Um, but the, probably the best one it would be milk kefir. Milk and kefir. Nuts. They're the ones I always say it, but it's true. So what was the second and one, Sharon? Natto. Oh, natto. No worries, yeah. man. I'm into that. I know. I, I love, you know, natto was always my go-to hangover cure. Mm. Yeah, awesome for a hangover. Really? And also... Sauerkraut uh, uh, juice is one for me. Oh, really? Well, Sauerkraut juice. Well, then we could, you could always have a, 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 a pickleback. There you go, a pickleback. Which, that, you which, know, that, that has whiskey in it. Yeah, so. that's, that's sort of the, that's the yin and yang thing. But um, So right. I should be having milk kefir, and one of the ways we could do milk kefir, of course, is to read your fabulous book, which, of course, is called... Cement for Good. Boom. And it's the modern gut. <laughs> yeah, um, you. Um, is there where? Where can you find milk kefir commercially? Is are there many places? So you can get it everywhere now. Um, most of it, well, it's all made with using a starter culture rather than the the kefir grain. Oh. But it's still a living. It's still a living food. So if you can't make your own or get hold of a grain, then and they're not grains. It's just the shape of it. But it's a scoby. Yes. Um, you can get scobies for free. Just go on to. Almost type in your neighbourhood with fermentation or culture club. Yes. And people, when you have them yourself, they grow. So you'll start with one little amount and you'll end up with two or three tablespoons very quickly. Yeah. And um, people who ferment, they love to share and what they love. It'll be a, so you a, a be able scoby. To find one. If you can't, then you can buy them as well. You can buy them on, from us or from us. There are many other people selling their cultures. So. Scooby Doo. For now, you can go to the store and buy some milk kefir. Yes. But, um, it's not the same as the homemade stuff at all. Okay, I'm going to have to get onto that. And uh, one of the main things I'm going to need is um, just some good jars, I think, isn't it, really? <laughs> yeah, or just, just, use, start, just start off with any jar that you've got at home. Save jars, start looking at jars a bit differently and... Yes, I have um, been. I yeah, really have. Yeah, have you? Oh, yeah, we're cool. going, mm, I like You're a nice jar. Yeah, that's a nice jar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice jars. Yeah. So, um, um, we the other thing is, oh, you were just talking about if you've been taking antibiotics, what mm -hmm. you should have. I would say sauerkraut juice, sauerkraut. 
kimchi for sure, full of garlic um, and milk kefir. Try and get a wide range, not just one thing. Cool. Guess what I'm having for dinner tonight? Kimchi fried rice with a fried egg on top. No, no, no. I haven't done that yet, but I'll... uh, I uh, I, Get onto it. I will do that. Hey, you know, it must be kind of uh, gratifying to know that um, the efforts you've been making has uh, been having an effect on the greater world and the marketplace. And uh, I notice with interest that the uh, the makers of the the sugar drinks, uh, yes. the Coca Colas and the stuff, they've been losing losing market yes. share. Like you yeah. would not believe, and. Uh, and the, the worms turned in, in that regard. Yeah, starting to, starting to go well, isn't it? It's, it's one yep. of those things, from little things, big things grow, and, uh, and, and you're a part of that movement to, uh, oh. to, to bring us into the, the better part of the field, shall we say. Well, thanks, and so are you, because you're doing it at home, so that's oh. the revival we're looking for. All right. yep. Well, I'll, uh, as I said, you. looking at jars <laughs> differently now, uh, I'll yep, let you get back good. to your class. Thank I you. will. Thank you. Hey, but the other thing is, rather than take antibiotics, make sure you're trying eating, eat some garlic and other fermented foods before you get sick, Cam. Yeah, yeah. No. Okay. No, yeah. Knowledge, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. We, we get this, slowly, huh? <laughs> huh? Sorry. That's, Sound like your uh, mum. But... No, it's okay. No, true words. Um, Sharon, <laughs> thanks for having a chat to us. Um, you get back to those wild ferments and that wild class of yours. I will. Thanks a lot for calling. Pleasure. Bye. Sharon Flynn from the Fermentary, uh, 1259. Oh, look at this. Glide Slope is good. Mm. Um, coming up, Matt. Sunday lunch. Sunday lunch with Tracy Hutchison. Isn't it a divine thing to have her? Yes. Just there in the what other is studio. She doing? She's talking around today in Studio 3. Yes, sir. Freaking us out. Um, totally. Oh, there she is now. Oh, my God, she's behind you. Uh, the great thing is that Tracy Hutchison will be talking with Dr. Gary Foley. That's right, him. Uh, activist, academic writer, um, actor, and educator. Yes. Can't wait. I remember seeing him at a Clash concert, and apparently that oh, really? might... Well, who knows? Uh, Maybe he might speak about that. I don't know. Yeah. But the great thing is... Sunday lunch continues here on 3 FM. You've got six seconds. I was going to say, next week, Michael Harden and some other folks coming up on The Mighty Edit. Can't wait. Let's get out of here. Let's go. Bye. This has been a podcast from 3 R 102.7 FM in Melbourne. Truly independent community radio. Want to hear more? Check out our website at rrr.org.au.